gotten cold I looked everywhere for what I need But now I know Now I know I'm going back To loving me Hello! Welcome to SOS. I'm your host, Jennifer Elizabeth Masters. I have greatly anticipated this moment. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. And if you've ever been scammed, you will want to listen to this show. Scammed. Hmm. Tonight's show is about deep and personal healing of sexual trauma. What happens when we ignore it? What happens if we put it on the back burner and think it'll go away? Well, from personal experience, I can say that I suffered greatly from doing so, from low self-esteem, deep inner rage I didn't even know I had. My kids knew it. Until I healed the trauma, it was as if I had a huge neon sign, green flashing neon sign on my forehead that said, abuse me, abuse me, abuse me. Why? Because the energy that we hold or the energy we carry attracts more of the same to us. So while I was holding this victim energy, I felt like a victim. I thought of myself as a victim. I kept replaying the story of what happened to me and it continued to recur. So our unconscious mind keeps presenting us ways to do so. It's sort of like a toxin within our body that we need to get rid of. It's a body-mind toxin. We have to get rid of those body-mind toxins to be healthy. And if we think of ourselves as ashamed, less than, unlovable, we continue to have experiences that show us exactly those things. We keep attracting victimization in different ways. It could be a landlord. It could be a friend. It could be a husband. I had all of those. And so when we think of ourselves as a victim, we continue to be victimized. And it's not just the thinking of, it's the holding of that energy. And so it has to be released from the cells, the cellular memory. So the work I did to heal myself is what I'm going to share with you tonight. And if I can do it, you can too. And I went from being insecure, codependent, sick, fibromyalgia, I had Epstein-Barr, I had a lot of things wrong with me. I was in pain, I was powerless, and I shifted all of that to being confident, powerful, and vibrantly healthy. I have no pain in my body whatsoever. So why do we need to heal it? Because the disorders that it can cause, and it's imperative to heal it rather than sweeping it under the carpet. Because when we do so, then it's, it's on the back burner. And for starters, it can cause fibromyalgia, an autoimmune disease. It could cause bladder infections, sinus infections, holding anger, you know, will cause those things. PTSD, multiple personality disorders, borderline personality disorder, depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, self-sabotage. And, you know, it can keep men and women from living up to their full potential. I don't know about you, but in school, my report cards always said, can do better. And the other thing is, is that 
if we ignore this sexual trauma, it can cause suicide. And I know, especially in men, but it, it can happen with women too. So trauma of any kind in our childhood robs us of our joy and sexual trauma steals our innocent as well, innocence as well. And so the truth is trauma can be overcome. And we're going to get into how to do that and what needs to happen for you or your loved ones to have the confidence and happiness that they desire. So putting our emotional issues on the back burner doesn't matter what the trauma is, whether it's sexual or abandonment, you were adopted, that's trauma too. Putting it on the back burner doesn't make it go away. We have to do deep inner work to heal it. So it doesn't matter whether it's trauma of abandonment or fears of not being loved. This hour is going to help you. And now I, I want to kind of shift things up a little bit. This is a little unusual for me. I pray for my clients all the time and they experience miracles. And I recently... <laughs> I recently, because a, a client of mine was having some uh, sternum pain, and I, I suggested that he get seen by a doctor. And then when he didn't do it, I gave him an ass kicking. Please get to a doctor. You need to get checked. And he kept, oh well, you know, the, my masseuse massaged it, and the pain went away. Well, it went away till it came back. So anyway, I have, I have a client that is recovering from. Um, having a blockage cleared in one of his um, arteries and I'm very grateful he came through that with flying colors but I want to pray for all of you actually because prayer is powerful and you know what prayers are answered and so I would like to pray for all of you that are listening and all of my clients and especially um, my dear dear one dear Sev in Denver and Star in Georgia especially um, they are in the process of healing. And so I'm going to ask for, um, just close your eyes. And if you feel comfortable, you can bow your head or just close your eyes. You can put your hands across your shoulders, hug yourself, and just take a deep breath. Mother, Father, God, I ask that all that are having difficulties and challenges, whether it be health or fears, overcoming surgery or illness, making difficult decisions and choices, I ask that each and every person has peace in their hearts, healing for their body, mind, and spirit. And I ask for abundance and wealth. And for Star, I ask for her lungs to be opened, for her to be strengthened, and and for uh, star's immune system to be built and for just love to pervade every cell of her body and the same for seven all of you i'm asking for love in your heart and for you to be healed made stronger and i pray for you to have peace of mind and all that you need i ask for miracles to unfold in all areas of your life thank you god amen okay so i know a little bit strange for today but in view of everything that is happening on the world, I do believe we all need to be in prayer more frequently. And I do. I talk to God all the time and my angels and my guides. And, you know, hey, if a psychiatrist got a hold of me, he probably would say I'm schizophrenic. But 
<laughs> That's what she said. Okay, so if you have a comment, I'd love to hear from you halfway through the show. I'm taking callers tonight. Um, the phone numbers for you to call, I'm, I'll give them to you twice so that you have time to get your pen and pencil or pen and paper. So the station number one, which is the one I am on, one for the best, 888-627-6008. One is in Never Left Behind, always first, right? Or uh, 323-744-4831. So I'll tell you again, 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. And I will just say that the subject tonight is sexual trauma, trauma, and healing. But if your question is about something else, Feel free to ask. Okay. So each of you deserves happiness, love, abundance, and joy. You have come to the right place. I'm here to help you thrive. So tonight's subject has touched millions in some way. And now recently we've heard about Jeffrey Epstein and his female counterpart, Ghislaine. I'm going to say it the way I say it, Ghislaine Maxwell, who was busy trafficking and abusing uh, young underage girls. And it's a very sad story that this has gone on for so long and that he got away f with it for so long, apparently. Um, we've heard about the 90 or so women that came forward to tell their stories about Harvey Epstein. Epstein. What? Weinstein. Pardon me. <laughs> Epstein, Weinstein. Okay. So power is one of the things that a sexual abuser has over their victim. Power is the thing that a rapist has over their victim. And so we could feel helpless afterwards, not even, I mean, yes, during the attack, absolutely, but for long afterwards. So it's something that can be healed. I'm no longer helpless. And I, I will say that for a long time I was. But everybody has some sort of trauma in their lives. And whether your trauma was sexual or otherwise, there will be something for you here. And the goal with any trauma is that you don't want it to define you. And, you know, there is a term that is used for those that have had sexual molestation. It is a survivor. And, you know, there was a time when I used to refer to myself as that, but I no longer am defined by my past because what happens is we become stronger as a result of the, of the things that we have to go through to grow. And that's, that's what I firmly believe in. And so, so if you are a survivor, you are stronger than most and you likely have psychic or intuitive powers that most people haven't tapped into. And you, you have an inner badass that is waiting to be discovered. And you know what? You might even be an empath like me. And let's help you discover those strengths inside of you. So the news is rampant with the topic as truth is beginning to be revealed as to how prevalent sexual assault, sexual harassment, rape, and all that, you know, the dark stuff. And many that were molested do not recall as their psyche has blocked it out. But the reported statistics are, uh, and I used RAIN, uh, RAIN as a website for um, those that have been molested and sexually assaulted. It's R-A-I-N-N. -N. It's... Um, so, so their statistics were 20% of women and 5 to 10% of men recall being molested. That's the numbers that they're using. Um, but also, 
according to Rain, an American is sexually assaulted every 73 seconds. 73 seconds, someone is assaulted. That's really awful. On average, there are 433,648 victims age 12 or older of rape and sexual assault every year in the United States. That's just in the United States. So my goal here is we're not going to dwell on that, but, but there is an energy left behind. And what I want to do is raise your awareness so that you can have a strategy to work toward. So I mentioned that some people have blocked memory. So how do you know if you have a blocked memory because you don't remember, right? Well, you might have missing time periods. I've had clients say to me, I don't remember six years of my life. I've had some clients say to me, I don't remember any of my childhood. So if you don't remember periods of your childhood, it is likely that something traumatic, now I can't say and deem honestly or truthfully that, that it was sexual trauma, but you've had some sort of deep trauma. And what happens is the psyche, the mind, locks it away because it's trying to protect you. Now, is it totally gone because you don't remember? No. No, it's not gone. It's just laying there. Now, is it dormant? It's not dormant either. And I'll be able to tell you how I know that as I start to go into this a little bit deeper. So what we do when when a trauma happens is we encapsulate those memories. They're hidden in our unconscious mind and cellular body. And, you know, you, you might think, well, that's just as well that whatever you don't remember can't hurt you. But as I said, it can actually because they they do come up. And the unconscious mind occupies 95% of the thoughts that we think. So even if you don't remember being molested, the images and memories are tucked away and we regurgitate those triggers in arguments or in interactions with people. I answer questions for a, a group on Quora by the thousands and, and it's usually about emotions why do I cry whenever I'm with friends why do I so when you have emotions that you can't understand and they seem to be triggered from out of nowhere it could be one of these dark memories that you have stored away swallowed the key okay so we can be triggered also by events by sounds by words by smells and even touch and I, I'm going to share a little bit about how we're imprint, imprinted um, with a little memory capsule from a traumatic event. So this is actually my story. And I'm don't worry. I'm not going to scare you. I'm not going to give you details. But just let's say I'm walking home from school. I'm a happy, happy five-year-old little girl walking home from school. And my neighbor says, Hi there, you want to come over and pet my dog and have some candy? Because he knew my mother didn't give us candy. And the little neighbor, the man, has a little pug dog. Well, he wasn't little, but the dog was. Um, and so he invites me in for candy. He washes his hands with Comet Cleanser. He locks the doors. He closes drapes. Perhaps a particular song is playing on the radio 
It wasn't in this case, but it could be for you. It could be a sound of a truck passing by. But so the appearance of a pug dog, the smell of comet cleanser, the sounds of doors locking, heavy drapes being closed could trigger the memory. Or maybe it's a flaccid penis. That could trigger the memory. It, whatever is encapsulated into that memory, long after it happened, if you experience any of those things, it could bring back that trauma memory. So as we work through these issues of healing the wounds and loving each other ourselves, actually, more each day and hopefully each other as well, being kinder with thoughts and letting go of the trauma, the victimization, loving herself more, these will start to recede. And eventually, the memory won't trigger an emotional response any longer. And I'm going to give you some tools tonight that you'll be able to start using and implementing right away. So when true healing has occurred, those events that happened long ago, like the smell of comet cleanser or seeing a pug dog, they may still bring the memory. You still may go, okay, I know why I see a pug dog and I kind of, it, it's, there's not so much of a feeling, but I still have the memory. So I don't react. I don't get sick to my stomach. But when I, I don't buy comet cleanser anymore, I buy the other one. <laughs> so, so, so there are w- ways to work around it. But it, you know, I could use comet cleanser if I had to. It's not going to upset me. Let me just say that because I have let it all go and forgiven everybody. So here's the truth. We we need to let the emotions go. We need to heal the emotions from the cellular memory. And part of what I do is release these cellular memories for you. And you know what? You didn't know. You didn't know you were innocent. It's not your fault. So I'm going to give you some of the tools so that you can begin using them so you can feel better, heal the past, and maybe you have used some of these that I'm going to implement or introduce you to tonight. But, you know, just... Keep an open mind rather than say, well, this won't work for me. Keep your mind open because as soon as we believe something, this won't work for me, that will be true. So instead, how could this happen and work for me in a positive way? And if it doesn't, I'll just let it go. So what we believe becomes our reality. And we need to wave a magic wand of positivity over ourselves And that's what we're about to do. So remember what we talked about earlier, that 95% of the thoughts we think are unconscious and we aren't even aware of them. And we also aren't very aware of the emotions we have stuffed deep down inside of us, like I did for years. And, you know, I've got some techniques to help clear these out. And I'll do a little bit on the air if you're open. And you'll feel a little lighter as a result. And all I have to do All I'm asking you to do is say, yes, I agree to have these negative emotions released. Yes, I ask to have the negativity released. Excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. And this is, oh, maybe I can stifle that. (laughs) I don't want to sneeze on the air. So (laughs) you know what they say about a sneeze? It's like like a mini orgasm. (laughs) So 
And it's a release. Okay. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to offer to clear some of these emotions for you so you feel a little lighter. And I'm going to just tell you what they are. And they are um, shame and guilt are two of the lowest vibrating emotions that a human can experience. And if you have a dog and you have ever um, asked the dog, (laughs) did you do that? Did you rip out that pillow or did you pee on the floor? And what is the look on their face? It's, It's shame. Dogs experience shame, and, it, and it's something that I try really hard to not do with my little dog. It's, it's wow, yeah. We learn. We're always learning, right? So shame and guilt are the two lowest vibrating emotions. So are you ready to release these? And all you have to do is say yes, and I will say, okay, just needing to have your approval. So I'm asking to connect to your high self. And I, you know, I haven't done this on the air. I used to do this all the time. I used to do energy clearings on the air for people. And they absolutely loved it and said, you know, and those people that worked with me regularly then listened to my show. And they said that they had tremendous healing way faster, uh, you know, where they had this double, double dip kind of thing. So I'm asking you to connect to your high self, working with Radiant God on High. So just breathe. Uncross anything that's crossed. I can feel you relaxing already. All right, so let's let go of shame. And I want to clear this from the Akashic Records. So there's a lot I'm doing silently because it, it just makes it simpler and I don't want you to be worried so it's, it's all good. So I also want to release guilt. And I, I want to clear also the cellular memory. Let's clear the template and the cellular memory. Let's, and while we're doing this, let's clear the ego to be less than 4% and sole purpose is to be a single-digit number. You're going to be all bright and shiny. Let's clear anger. You know there's seven layers of anger. And you know... When I used to go to psychics, I would ha- they would tell me, you have anger. And I'd say, no, I don't. No, I don't. I was in big time denial. But I'd yell at my kids. <laughs> my kids didn't think <laughs> I was suppressing anger. It came out then. <laughs> but I was hiding it elsewhere. I was hiding it from myself. So anger is something. And when you think about it, when we've had our boundaries crossed, it makes us angry. Have you ever had your arms held down by your sides where you couldn't move? That makes you angry. It's okay to be angry. And, of course, you know, having our innocence stolen, that could make you feel really angry. And many people that had trauma in their childhoods, you know, felt that they lost their childhood completely because when we're molested as children, You know, all of a sudden we know stuff that we shouldn't know. Our innocence isn't there. And then we become more sexual beings at an earlier age, even though it's not really, you know, it's not our skill set, it's not our mindset, it's not really what we want. So um, 
Anyway, all right, so there's also resentment and blame. So I'm clearing this anger from a lot of different levels. And rage. And it goes very deep. So when we suppress anger, and, and if you go back to my archives, I've got some shows about anger and depression and suicide. When we suppress anger, it becomes depression. I hear some light bulbs popping here. Yes, the light bulbs are coming on, clearing rage and anger. And I also want to clear frustration because that's part of it too. And let's clear blame. All right, and here's a couple more. I'm just going to do a few more of these emotions. And then let's clear blame. And then love unreceived. How about abandonment? You know, because you probably weren't protected like you should have been, put in harm's way. Love unreceived. And then, oh, self-sabotage is often um, one of the side effects of molestation. We, we sabotage ourselves. We sabotage our relationships. We sabotage our success. And, and a lot of the background voices that we hear ourselves saying, I can't do this. Um, this will never work. That won't help me. That will never happen. I'll never be rich. So all of those things... Do you remember what movie was that? As Austin Powers, <laughs> that was the uh, what was his name? <laughs> Doug's gonna have to whisper to me. Um, the bad guy <laughs> that had the mini me. I can't remember his name. <laughs> okay, so uh, abandonment. We're clearing that, and that's from not being protected and humiliation. You are all doing great. All right. So oh. So unforgiveness is something that we can hold. So, so if we have not forgiven the predators, if we've not forgiven the perpetrator, if we've not forgiven the parent, whoever it was that hurt us or harmed us, then what we're doing is we're dragging around all this negativity, all this resentment, the old story. We're holding on to it. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and then expecting the other person to die. Unforgiveness hurts us. And um, I, had, I had a client who I was working with, and she, um, she had um, a really difficult divorce. And uh, excuse me, just one second. I'm going to turn my arrow She had a really difficult divorce and her husband cheated on her and she just couldn't bring herself to forgive him. And she said, no, I just can't forgive him. And I said, but it's not forgiving what he did. It is not forgiving the action that he that he cheated, that he lied. It's not forgiving that, but it lets go of your attachment to it so that you're not dragging it around with you. Otherwise, it becomes a burden for you. So we want to let go of it. Okay, so hopefully you're fit. Just breathe. All right. So now there's some other things that sexual trauma can cause for us. 
and these are not wonderful. It could be borderline personality disorder, fibromyalgia, Epstein-Barr, uh, which is an autoimmune disease. Um, I kept getting sick, and uh, they told me there was no cure for it. I'd have it for the rest of my life, and the same thing with fibromyalgia. And for both of those, I said, no, that is not part of my reality, and I just pushed them away. But the self-love piece is what did it for me. They both were healed by me loving myself. Sinus infections and bladder infections are, are caused by anger, holding on to anger. Uh, sinus infections are from anger that uh, from someone close to us. Um, could be a parent. It could be a partner. It, it's from not speaking our truth, not speaking up and you know, if you have a narcissistic parent, you may have been shut down and forced to silence anything that you wanted to speak out about. And okay, so that can make you very angry. Rheumatoid arthritis could be a result of sexual trauma, as is multiple personality dis disorder. Um, and of course, being very reactive, which, you know, if you're ruled by your emotions, it's likely that you have have stuffed them and you don't know how to deal with them. So let's just spend a moment on emotions. What, what can you do with an emotion? So, so, you know, I was at Rocky Mountain National Park today and I was driving around and all, it's beautiful, it's a gorgeous day and I'm with my little dog and I got up at four o'clock in the morning so that I could be there before the park opened so I could get in. I was there for sunrise. It was magnificent. But halfway through my trip around the park, I felt sad. And I thought, well, this, this, this is, is this sadness? Yes, it was sadness. And I talked to my guys. I said, what's the sadness about? I'm in a beautiful place. The weather's gorgeous. I feel good. <laughs> You're going to laugh. My guide said, wouldn't you be happier if you were with somebody else? And I thought about it for a minute because I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie to myself. It's not helpful. I thought about it and I thought, well, if my son was with me, if my other son was with me, if my daughter was with me, if I had a friend with me, if I had someone I deeply cared about with, yes, it would be more pleasant. It would be happier. So the truth is, you know, that we're meant to be partnered. All of us are meant to be partnered. And, and it is easier, it is easier to live on your own. However, what I will say is we were meant to be partnered. We didn't get all these body parts to live alone. <laughs> we didn't. Okay, so more about that later. But, but we need to process the emotion that we feel. So I felt it. I breathed into that emotion. I felt it. I felt the sadness. And I, and I recognized, okay, maybe I need to start dating. I guess I should put a sign on my, the side of my car, available. I don't know. Okay. So then the other issues that we can have from sexual trauma are addictions. And I love this one because I... I used to have a shopping addiction, and I was terribly addicted to sweets, and I had, yes, a drinking issue there for a while. I liked it a little too much. Uh, what solved all of those things was loving myself. 
all addictions come from the same place, and that is rejection of the self, rejection of ourselves. So how do we reject ourselves? We tell ourselves that we, that we, we tell ourselves that we, I love the way my cats are there. I have this beautiful new desk here and, and everybody's on it. <laughs> they have no respect. So rejection of the self is when we hate ourselves. We are filled with self-loathing when we, um, we tell ourselves I'm too fat. I'm too old. I look at, I, I should have known better. We, we don't, say nice, kind things to ourselves when we treat ourselves like crap. Okay, shit. We treat ourselves like shit. So I used to do that. And when we treat ourselves badly, we feel bad. So we have to stop abandoning ourselves. We have to love ourselves. And there's more of this I'm going to talk about in a different way, a little twist on it. So I'm giving you the main course first and then dessert afterwards. And, you know, sometimes it's good to eat dessert first. So, oh, heck, let's have the pie. I like dessert. All right. So feeling good is something that may be foreign to you at the moment. But what helps us feel good is praise rather than criticism, love rather than hate, compassion rather than pity, appreciation acceptance, and of course, gratitude, all of those things make us feel good. So stop beating yourself up. Stop telling yourself that you're an idiot or stupid or should have known better. What I discovered that works very quickly to transform the unconscious mind is the use of mantras. Mantras are a phrase, short, positive, that we can say either out loud or in the background of our mind, it caused the body and mind to feel good. Mantras are a short phrase, repeated silently or aloud for a purpose. And I have a, a client that's German, and she does the mantras in German. I said, of course, do it in your, in your native tongue because it's more meaningful. So what can a mantra do for you? It can bring you in touch with your spirit. A mantra can allow you to feel or begin to feel loved. So this is the dessert. I'm going to give you one to say to yourself. And I want you to try it on for size. Now, what do I mean by that? I want you to close your eyes and just say the phrase, I love me. You say it silently in the background of your mind like you float it through your brain. So let's do it one more time. So you're going to say, I love me silently and just float it through the background of your mind. How did it feel in your body? Did it feel uncomfortable? Did it feel awkward? Did you feel like, oh, that's not true? Well, if you felt those things, you have other options. I like options, don't you? Okay, so I'm going to give you options. Choose another mantra, and I have others. How about this one? I am loved. So people that I give the I love me to, and they, they don't like it because they don't love themselves completely, when they say I am loved, that feels better. Is it as, as effective? Sure, it is. It's, it's the intention that you are loving yourself with this. I am loved. 
you are feeling that feeling of what it feels like to be loved. Choose the one that feels best. And the idea is to feel good. I want to repeat that so that you get the idea. The idea is to feel good. Feeling is believing. All right. So what have mantras done for my clients? Well, uh, quieted their minds in three months. Allowed those that use them every day to feel more positive. To have an easier time with love, with life. And in fact, everything begins to get better. The cells in the body respond positively to love. We were meant to be loved. So don't hate yourself. Don't hate on yourself. Let's shift that. I love me. Yes, this is what I did. This is part of what I did, and I did it every day. I Okay, so now I've got to tell you the super-duper part of this. The, the most important thing about an affirmation or a mantra, because you can look on the Internet and it'll say, oh, mantras don't work, affirmations don't work. The reason they don't work is because they're done wrong. Not that they're said wrong. They're done at the wrong time. And so we have to do a mantra when the gatekeeper to our unconscious mind isn't there. Well, what's the gatekeeper? Well, the gatekeeper is like, let's just call him the doorman. So there's a doorman on your unconscious mind. And he stands there with, the, with that door shut. When you're thinking, the door is shut. But when your mind goes into neutral, have you ever driven a stick shift before? Well, when you put your stick shift in neutral, you know, you don't go anywhere, right? Well, that's, that's this feeling that you get when you're doing things that you've done a thousand times before that you do unconsciously, like sleep like waking up, like showering, washing your hair, putting on makeup, shaving, driving, cooking, the things that you've done a thousand times before. Your mind goes into neutral. When your mind is in neutral, the doorman's not there, and whatever you say slips right into the unconscious mind, and it starts to create neural pathways that are more effective, more positive, more loving. So the unconscious mind believes whatever we tell it. Even if your conscious mind, the conscious mind is the one that you go, oh, it's cold outside, let me get a jacket. That's the conscious mind. It's the thinking mind. The unconscious mind is the one that we don't really seem to have control over. But there are ways. There's always a workaround. And so the cells of the body respond positively to love. When you use the mantra, when you're showering, when you're washing your hair, when you're walking, when you're driving your car, upon awakening and right before you go to sleep, it slips into the unconscious mind. And your unconscious mind will believe it, hook, line, and sinker. So if you tell yourself every day, I'm a failure, I'm a failure, I'm a failure, you'll be a failure. If you tell yourself every day, I'm beautiful, I'm a great success, I'm lovely, I'm radiant, I get younger every day, 
Oh, I'm telling you my secrets again. You will be those things. So you'll soon begin doing the things differently, getting up earlier, doing the hard things like I did getting up at 4 o'clock this morning. So one final instruction. So I want to go over when you can do them for the most power or the most effect for your unconscious mind. So you probably have written these down, but if you haven't, I'm going to give them to you again. So you could do them out loud, put them on a post-it note, put it on your mirror. So while you're showering, folding laundry, driving the car, shaving, putting on makeup when you first wake up or right before you fall asleep, because the doorman is on his break then. Okay. So the two mantras, just to refresh your memory, are I love me or I am loved. Okay. Ready to move on? All right. So what other surprises might you have if you've had sexual trauma? Well, yes, there's more. You might have issues with authority. What is authority? Oh, that could be uh, doing taxes. You may resist you may wait till the last possible minute to do taxes. You may hate going to the post office. You may hate getting your passport renewed or doing anything like that where you have issues with authority, government authority. And then here's the other one. This is the big kicker. You might trust people that you shouldn't. You may be easily scammed. Don't blame yourself. You didn't know. And it's interesting because this really came to light for me in the last 365 days. Because I started looking at all the ways I had been scammed. And I'm trying to remember, okay, when did it start? Probably in, uh, well, <laughs> If you're dating, you might be scammed by a guy. You know, you, you, you may end up marrying somebody that's gay. That's being scammed. You, um, you may hire somebody uh, to do your website and they run off with your money. You may hire somebody to do your hardwood floors and they take the deposit and never come back. Uh, that's being scammed. You're being scammed. You may pay for a funnel or pay for a platform to... Um, highlight your business and you spend five grand on it and the person running it goes, oh, sorry, I can't do this anymore and you lose your five grand. All of those things are things that, that I have personally either known somebody who has done or I have. So why does it happen? Well, we've had our wires crossed our foundation was broken. Having our wires crossed, our boundaries crossed, makes us susceptible to victimization and scamming. And I'm going to explain something about the scamming. We're highly susceptible to being scammed as victims of molestation because, think about this, a child molester, a pedophile, uses manipulation and scamming techniques to get his victim to do what they want. 
They may lie. They usually lie. They may tell you a story. I'll make you a model. That's what Ghislaine did. You, would you like to be a model for Victoria's Secret? Would you like to be in a movie? So they may tell you a story that you will both go to jail if either of you are caught to keep their victim silent. We were scammed. It's a, it's a, it's a scamming art. It's what it is. You know, okay, it involves sexual molestation, but it's still scamming energy. And so th this is something that I've recently discovered, and now I have I've ado ad adopted a new practice that I have put into my healing techniques that I use for my clients to eliminate that. So the psyche is fragmented. It's, it's like a vase that is smashed on, on cement, which can lead to this feeling of being broken, lost, irreparable. It affects our self-esteem. It makes a child feel low, small, dirty, ashamed, guilty, filled with self-loathing and blame. It's no wonder our self-esteem is greatly diminished and we get victimized again and again and again. So those that abuse children understand that the foundation is broken. The child becomes completely malleable. You can't say no. And often you become a perfectionist and a people pleaser, attempting to make everyone else happy. And you lose yourself completely. You don't know who you are. You may have said no a thousand times but were ignored. Boundaries become next to impossible for a victim of sexual abuse as their boundaries were, were, were crossed repeatedly. So when no doesn't mean no, it becomes next to impossible to say no to anyone for anything. You may say yes to political offices you don't want. You may say yes to volunteering to do something you don't want. You may you say yes to a bake sale you don't want to do. So without personal boundaries, you may say yes to marrying somebody you don't want to marry. Without personal boundaries, trying to make others happy comes from a lack of a sense of self. You might not know where you end or begin and another person begins or ends. It's so easy to end up in a codependent relationship. Codependent relationships mean that the relationship becomes much more important than your own personal well-being, your own personal care or nurturing. Caretaking of others becomes your, preoccupa your preoccupation. And abusive relationships become the norm because of the imprinting early of abuse and the crossing of boundaries. So remember what I said earlier about feeling like you have a neon sign on your forehead? You may attract people and partners who lie, cheat, steal, rob you blind in one way or another. So what do we need to do to heal? And is it even possible? Well, absolutely it is. I am proof that it is. We need to get to know ourselves. When we've lost ourselves, we end up not knowing what we like, 
we don't know even what we like to eat. We're ordering what other people order because we can't even make our own decisions. We wear what other people are wearing because we can't decide. Or we do what we're told to do. So when we first meet others, what do we do? When you first meet a new friend, what do you do? What's your name? Where do you live? What do you do? What do you like to do? Right? We ask them questions. So how about asking yourself these questions? Get to know and understand who you are. Nobody's going to think you're schizophrenic because you're asking yourself questions. Don't worry about that. That's the least of your worries. So we need to ask ourselves questions. And what are those questions? Do you have that piece of paper, pen? Do you have it? Take some notes. All right. The first one. What do I love about me? Not what do I, what do you love about yourself? So I'm, I, I'm wanting you to write it in the first person. What do I love about myself? List 10 things. Now, I'm not talking about, well, because I'm kind to others, because I, I make others happy. No, no. What do you love about you? Not what you do for others. What do you love about you? Do you love your nails? Do you love your breasts? Do you love your buttocks? Do you like your legs? Do you love your fingernails? Do you love your eyes? Do you love the talents that you have? Maybe you have a great singing voice or double eyelashes or incredibly green eyes. What do you love about you? Ten things. And if you can only come up with five, do five. Don't beat yourself. This is not a beating up yourself contest. No. And it's not going on Oprah or uh, no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. Number two, what do I love to do? Remember, you're getting to know yourself. You know, when, when we're in a codependent relationship, we spend our time doing what our boyfriend or husband or whoever, friends, like to do. We give up ourselves. So this is a matter of getting your, getting your, um, what do they call it? I don't remember. Getting your mojo back. Get your mojo back. Learn who you are. What do I love to do? Number three, what am I passionate about? Okay, so passion. Let's see. There's a huge difference between passion and liking something. I, I happen to love animals. I do. Do I want to work um, and volunteer at an animal shelter? No. No. I am passionate about helping people heal and evolve. I am passionate about teaching people how to love themselves. I am passionate about teaching people how to manifest, how to be happy. how to become enlightened. What are you passionate about? What would you do every day for free that you love so much? All right, so you could sit in meditation with your notebook, ask yourself some questions, and write down what you get. All right, so you have asked me, I heard you, what could you do to help you heal? 
All right, so I'm going to give you a few suggestions. You could learn to have your own opinions. You could stop looking to others to tell you what you like or want. You could do what makes you happy instead of what is pleasing to others. We need to recognize we're already good enough, so I'm good enough. Uh, recognize that you're lovable. Recognize your value. Speak loving words to yourself instead of spending your days making everyone else feel good. Now, I am not suggesting be mean or rude to others. Absolutely not. I firmly believe in doing unto others before they do unto you. No, I'm just kidding. I firmly believe in being kind to everyone, being loving to everyone. Treat others the way you want them to treat you. But treat yourself the same way. All right, so what used to happen for me was I looked outside of myself for validation. I looked to others to love me. I tempted to please others so that they would like or love me. I didn't realize that people-pleasing had a dark side and that I was attempting to manipulate for love. I didn't realize that. It's okay. Kindness begins within. Be kind to yourself and you'll find more kindness available for others. And here's, here's my writer downer. This is my motto. If you don't love yourself, how can you expect anyone else to love you? Because when we have low self-esteem, we're looking for someone else to fill up our cup. We're looking for someone else to give to us what we're not doing for ourselves. No. We also need to know what we believe and stand up for our beliefs rather than upholding the beliefs of others. So whatever is going on inside of us is reflected in our outside world. If we criticize others, we're critical of ourselves. As above, so below. As inside, so outside. If we criticize others' cars, homes, lights, furniture, we also criticize ourselves. We need to praise ourselves. We need to soften our gaze, be kinder to ourselves. So, all right, this might surprise you. Maybe not. I don't know. But, uh, this, is, this is truth time. I'm going to be completely open and, and transparent with you. There was a time that I was pretty bitchy. And, and it could be said, and I talked about this before, I was quite angry. I was yielding my masculine energy rather than feminine. I had to fight for everything. So when we're fighting for everything, what are we doing? We're warring. We're, we're you know, like Joan of Arc. We're, we're in our masculine energy rather than feminine. So when I stopped fighting with myself, I stopped arguing with others. I didn't have to be right anymore. The fight within stopped, so the fight outside ended also. Self-love is an amazing thing. Compassion for ourselves leads to compassion for others. And instead of examining all our flaws with a magnifying glass and then beating ourselves up for all of them, we need to focus on our strengths. 
So when someone tells you that you're beautiful and your outfit is lovely, or if somebody tells you, boy, you're handsome, and I really like how smartly you're dressed, just say, thank you, as opposed to, oh, this old thing, I got it at Goodwill. Practice a little here, okay? So let's practice. You look beautiful. And your outfit is lovely. And my, how radiant you are this evening. So what are you supposed to say? Thank you. That's all. Just say thank you. Receive. So we have to be able to give and receive love, right? We're so busy. Give, give, giving. We're not receiving it. Receive the compliment. Thank you. All right. So there's some things we need to let go of. And here they are. Worrying about what others think of us. We've talked about this a multitude of times. Pleasing others. And then here's another one, perfectionism. Boy, oh boy, did I have that one down. There is such a thing as good enough. We do our personal best every day rather than attempting to be and do perfectly. Perfectionism causes stress to our bodies and minds. We need to forgive ourselves and everyone. And uh, this can be difficult to do, but remember what I said, forgiveness does not excuse the behavior. Forgiveness is for you, not the other person. Forgiving others releases us from the burden of hauling around the past, dragging it with us every single day. Remember what I said about unforgiveness? It's like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. So let's walk through this exercise. I want to give you this tool to use. It's very powerful. It's a kahuna healing prayer. It's called the Haponopono prayer. And by the way, you do not need to be certified to use it. There are some really amazing tools out there that are so simple yet extremely profound. And they've been used for great healing in the past and still now. So what you need to do, if you're going to do the forgiveness piece, you turn your attention towards yourself. So you're thinking about you. And this is the way I like to do it. You imagine yourself as a little child. So close your eyes. Envision yourself about three or four. And if you can't remember what you look like, Maybe there's a photograph that you can remember. You were innocent. You didn't know any better. You were a child. So you're thinking of yourself as a little child. And you're going to look at your little child's eyes as you say this. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. One more time. Take a deep breath. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. So now let's do an added little thing. So you and your little inner child, I want you to hug your inner child to you. Tell them that you will never abandon them again, that you will keep them with you always, and see the two of you merging into one. And then you could ask your little inner child, What is it that I can do for you? What would you like from me? Now your inner child might say, have an ice cream cone or let's play hopscotch or 
go to the pool, jump off the diving board. Um, Just see what it is your inner child would like and do that for your inner child. All right, so now we did that prayer for ourselves and now you can use this prayer to let go of the past resentment of anyone who's hurt you or anyone that you perceive has hurt you. All you do is do the same thing. You're going to think of the other person and you're going to say the same prayer. Take a deep breath. Think of the other person. Remember, you're not forgiving the thing that they did. You're not forgiving the event or or, uh, their action. All you are doing is actually kind of cutting the cords and, and absolving yourself from carrying around that burden. So you think of them and you say the prayer again. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. All right. So, you know, there's always bullshit. There's always bullshit. And tonight I'm going to call you out on your bullshit. And it's going to be gentle and loving. Of course. Don't worry. I'm not going to beat you up. So tonight's bullshit is, so you think you're not good enough. Well, if you think you're not good enough, I call bullshit. You are a unique individual on a spiritual journey, and you are already good enough. All right. How's that one? All right. So you think you don't have any value. I call bullshit on that, too. You were created for a reason. There is no one like you. Why would you be here at all if you had no value to add to the world? You have a purpose. You may not have come to realize what it is yet, but you you will. It's within your reach. Whatever wisdom you have will be revealed. You can ask your spirit guides, help me discover what my purpose is. Okay, and hmm. You say you don't compare yourself to others? I call bullshit. Never compare yourself to anyone else. And don't worry about what anyone else thinks of you. Not your mother, not your sister. You know what? It's it's none of your business. And it diminishes who you are. You are magnificent, amazing, talented, and beautiful. Maybe handsome. So you feel a little better now? I hope so. You are a beautiful, amazing person. You are unique with gifts that nobody else has. I appreciate you being here, sharing your time and energy with me. I appreciate you. I love you. Now let's get back to loving me and loving you. Thanks for being here. And join me again in two weeks when we're going to be Bending Reality. Hot and cold, I looked everywhere for what I need But now I know, now I know 
I'm going back.